So, so Allison, yes. have you ever had the experience of playing a video game that felt almost tailor-made to you specifically? Yeah, actually, a couple of times, but uh, I'm curious as to what did that for you? Yeah, it's it's a great feeling, and I, really I got is. to experience it. Yeah, it's it's so nice. I got to experience it pretty recently with a game that actually just came out at the time of recording this about four days ago. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it checks pretty much all of my boxes. It's got big robots with big lasers. It's got fast and, and pretty frantic combat. Um, it's really crunchy and complicated, but in a way where the more you understand it, the more fun you have. And I know for a while I was on a kick of mentioning Dark Souls in just about every episode <laughs> we recorded. Is this is this the Dark Souls of your of your life? This is well, I'll get into that because it's not Dark Souls, but it's made by the Dark Souls guys. It's made by From Software. Oh, FromSoft. What, what is FromSoft? Yes, it's the newest it? FromSoft game, uh, Armored Core 6, Fires of Rubicon. Oh, wow. Yes. I don't know if you've heard anything about the buildup to this game, but I have been locked in waiting for this to release. I had no idea what Armored Core was for the the longest time. I was like, oh, yeah, the, from software, the, the Dark Souls guys. Um, turns out they've been making uh, big mech games longer than they've been making those. I, I want to say oh, the wow. first one was on like the PlayStation one or two. Oh wow! Yeah, I had I had no idea. I I haven't heard anything about this game. I haven't heard any of the build up. Like I'm excited to hear for, hear about it. Yeah, I I absolutely adore this game. I've only gotten a little bit into it, but as far as I can tell, it just gets better the more you go on. So I'll go ahead and get into it. Uh, first up, like I said, I've never played any games like this before, but apparently this I mean this is the sixth numbered Armored Core game in a long. Uh, in, in a long running series where they have all improved and had more modern game design sensibilities added to them. Mm-hmm. And apparently this game was made again, not like a, a souls or a, a bloodborne or, or that kind of game specifically, but they, I believe they mentioned that they kind of quote unquote learned lessons from the action games that they've made in between these big mech games. And you can really feel that in this one. Um, I'll go ahead and talk about like the the setting and the vibes and the presentation first, and then I'll jump into the gameplay because I love both and they're they're both very distinct. Um, so first off, I mean, the the one word I would use to describe Armored Core 6 is intense. Um, it's it's not necessarily a well, it's definitely not a happy game. It's mm-hmm. not a fun energy game. It is you are um let me back up a step rubicon or rubicon 3 where the game takes its subtitle title name from uh is a planet that a long time ago was harvested scoured for a a powerful resource uh until there was a massive disaster that set the planet and the surrounding stars on fire and it was abandoned for a really long time and now a long long time since then uh this this resource has popped up again and now corporations are closing in to gain control over the planet again and to use that resource uh for their own you know purposes it's one of those kind of 
all encompassing. Oh, it's a it's a massive power source and it's also great for technology. It's kind of like how in the Matrix, the robots were using humans for batteries. And it's like, that's not really what humans do. You're just sort of ex- using that as a plot device. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing. It's like, it's not mm-hmm. clear exactly what this is i mean the story comes into it later that kind of explains what this whole thing is about but it's it's more of a plot device than it is any any sense of realistic grounded storytelling but with with that being said it is a very dismal massive and oppressive game uh with just a little dash of cyberpunk in there too because like i said Mm. there are these corporations coming in and kind of trying to to muscle their way into controlling this planet and the the valuable caches of different resources on it. And you play as a mercenary that will take jobs from these different corporations. It's made very clear that you don't particularly like doing that or like any of these corporations, but you are just sort of doing what you can to get by in a system that you can never overcome. There are little character bios of of people that you can meet and fight where it, it kind of goes through. Not everyone is a mech pilot because they want to be. There are some characters who had to undergo the the process of getting augmented to become a pilot because they had a debt to pay off. And this was a way to to satisfy that or they were being experimented on or things like that. It's it's very much even though you're doing a very cool futuristic thing, it's not just for the, the, the kicks and the laughs of being a cool robot fighter. It's a very oppressive feeling behind the whole narrative. It sounds kind of like a several trigger animes or Gainax animes that I've, I've heard of, but like the one that comes to mind is very like Neon Genesis Evangelion of like, yeah, like you're, you're doing the cool robot stuff and you do live in the future. And like, there is some cool tech, but also like, everything's bad like every, no one's happy everything's just real upsetting yeah absolutely you you could 100 percent compare it to that it's got a lot of this, the same energy of like it, this is cool but the point is not really supposed to be that it's cool <laughs> the point is that it's bad but that kind of just makes it more cool yeah no i get that uh i've been mm-hmm. watching the uh cyberpunk anime for the first time recently and um yeah things are bad but it's also like kind of cool yeah, exactly. And that that carries over to the the moment to moment gameplay as well. Whenever you're walking around or running, flying, whatever it is around, uh, there are these massive sprawling environments. It's not open world. This is a mission based structure where you're kind of given an objective. You go do it. The game ends. You go back to the hub and then you go back out on another one. Um, but you you wouldn't know it looking at gameplay of this game because there are these massive like old abandoned buildings that weave together in these these massive landscapes that sprawl out in every direction that you can kind of run across at light speed uh to get to the next encounter and it's it's very big and open and empty it it feels very much like that abandoned ruined planet that people are just starting to come back to hmm. um the, the music also fits that same kind of vibe where it never really gets loud or like angry or, or or bombastic or anything like that, but it will get fast and intense. Like you'll, it'll bring the tension up without necessarily going into like these grand epic tracks. Um, it always has this kind of sharp 
synthy, like saw wave, uh, a very electronic sounding instrument over top of more, you know, natural pianos and strings, more natural sounding instruments, mm-hmm. which also kind of comes home this like technology on top of what is otherwise a very natural and should have been undisturbed environment. Um, and that that all kind of pulls together to create this th- this scene every time you go out on a mission where it's like, I feel like I'm not supposed to be here. And I feel like the people I'm fighting aren't supposed to be here either. And we're all in way over our heads, just sort of doing what we feel like is the right thing or the thing that'll be the most successful. But we are just all struggling to survive out here. Mm, that sounds a little bit too much like real life, but also... <laughs> like <laughs> uh genuinely it does sound very int- like it, it sounds very real it sounds very impactful it sounds very powerful so like I, I can see why that's like so drawing and so gripping but also at the same time like it does sound like it has a lot of the things that like very much fit your like fascinations of like giant robots and fighting how is, how is the uh like actual combat mechanics like does it play like a dark souls do you have a dodge roll in your giant mech or like yeah, actually, perfectly segueing into that. That was about it with the like the setting and the presentation and all yeah. that. Uh, getting into the actual gameplay itself, so you don't have a strictly speaking a dodge roll like you do in some of those other games. Um, you've got four weapons. You've got two sort of main weapons and two uh, shoulder-mounted weapons or pieces of gear. Uh, you've got all kinds of different boosting and movement options. There is a quick boost, which is most likely your dodge. You don't get invincible, mm-hmm. but you get a quick burst of speed one way or the other. Um, you can fly and hover, and there is an assault flight uh, method as well, where you, you you streak forward at incredible speed, but you don't have a lot of mm-hmm. control. Um, you have missile launchers that can lock on, or they can multi-lock. Uh, there are all all these different weapons you get have combos that you have to remember that you have or different traits and strengths and weaknesses. Uh, the combat has a lot of moving parts is, <laughs> is the summary of that bit. There's there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. And especially for someone who had never played a game in this series before, you have to kind of get used to what the game wants from you. You have to figure out what your different weapons and the different parts of your mech that you put together what they're good at, what they're bad at, how to approach the situation, uh, spacing techniques, things like that. Um, I will say I have seen a lot of people talking online about not liking this game because the very first mission you get where you haven't had a chance to customize anything, you just you start with a basic sword, a gun and a couple missile launchers. And it it puts you through the ringer before you get a chance to really try and make this thing your own. Mm-hmm. And I struggled so much That's because from I Soft. was <laughs> exactly. But part of the thing is I was trying to play it like a FromSoft game. I mean, you know, I've mm-hmm. I've played most of the Souls games. I yeah. played Elden Ring when it came out. Have you played Sekiro? Um, no, that was the one I never did. Uh, well, that's, no, that's that one I want to talk about at some point. I, I, I yeah. can talk about Bloodborne for an hour, but like I, I have a lot oh, to absolutely. say about Sekiro. Um, but that's beside the point. Yeah, and you you know, I mean, of course, coming from the same studio that made all of those, this game yeah. is absolutely perfectly crafted, but it's yeah. different. The The boss at the end of this sort of tutorial mission really makes you have to stop and figure out, okay, where does it want me to stand? What's the best way to dodge this attack? What's the what's the right distance I need to maintain? 
you you can't really take cover during that fight which is something mm-hmm. i found i wanted to do a lot um there are you, you just you really have to feel out the the rhythm of this game because it's very unique compared to a lot of other action games um but yeah. once you do man it's so much fun and w- once you get the fights down they happen so fast but mm-hmm. that also means if you're not on top of it you will get your ass whooped <laughs> fast <laughs> It's funny, you actually talk, touched on a couple of things that I really love from Soft 4, is that mm-hmm. they turn action games into rhythm games, um, because you really do have to find like the pacing of the game, and once you get into that flow, the game kind of unlocks a little bit. You you kind of figure out a lot of like the way that they play. And then the other thing that I really love about From Soft games, especially in... Wow, I'm really struggling with the words From Soft. Mm. It's um, a weird one. It is. But uh, one of the things... I really love about their games is their intentionality. Everything is so intentional. You like every little detail is so thought through of like, yeah, it's this way because of these things. Like I, I said earlier, kind of jokingly, like, do you have a dodge roll? Kind of makes sense <laughs> that you don't though. Cause like if you were yeah. a mech pilot in that giant robot and then it went for a dodge roll, <laughs> you'd have a, you'd have a whole, a whole time. You would have a yeah, whole exactly. experience with that. So like, it I kind mean, of makes sense that you're not like rolling around in your giant robot. That's true, but I mean, you are depending on the kind of robot you build. You are zipping around, and it's it's yeah. it's not out of the question entirely. There hmm. are, but yeah, like you said, finding the rhythm to this. Uh, you, I I remember telling someone else at some point, like, "Oh yeah, Dark Souls is a rhythm game," and they gave me the weirdest look. I'm so glad you understand what that no, means. No, one hundred percent is, and also that's a, one of the things that like I've seen this cited in a couple of other people's like videos and talks and stuff, but like it really does hit that flow. And then typically it's funny because it's in like more of a four, four style. And that's one of the things that they say about the dancer of the boreal Valley and why that mm-hmm. was such a difficult boss is because it's in three, three and it's like the pacing is fully different than every other boss. So your typical flow doesn't work. It actually makes you have to change to move it more of like a waltz pace instead of like your average, like everyday song it's it's uh there i don't remember who talked about this and i i really wish i could credit them i know exactly what you're talking about though I, i've seen what Man. you're talking about and i'll, I'll see yeah. if i can find it and put it in the description here please do because like credit to that person because i did not come up with any of what i just said but um it is such a like an interesting way to look at souls game souls like games and a lot of just from soft games in general because of the intentionality and the way that they pace their games and their combat it's so interesting to watch them just move your character or you get to move uh in such a wholly thought out way is the only way mm-hmm. i can really put that yeah absolutely and th- this game is no exception although it goes about it a little bit differently you yeah. have most of your weapons have limited ammo and they have an amount of time you have to wait before you can use them again. Oh. And so you have to figure out what your weapons can do and what you need to do when um, the, the game has a system where any enemy you fight will have a basically a stagger bar. I think they have a, a fancy mech term for it, mm-hmm. but it's basically a bar where as you attack, the bar fills up and it almost exactly like in Sekiro. Once you fill up that bar, they are staggered and they're in a weakened state. And then mm-hmm. once they're doing that, you have maybe other weapons that are better at taking advantage of that and they can do more damage because once they're staggered, you can direct hit them, which which is sort of like a critical hit in other games where your your attacks hit harder and they maybe have other effects or things like that. Mm-hmm. But 
It's really a, a game about trying to figure out what tools you have and when to use them. Uh, the combat can get crazy sometimes. Like I said, you have missiles that can lock onto multiple opponents. A lot of the time in this game, you are fighting a lot of small enemies in a large area. So you're kind of mm -hmm. jumping around between them, dodging sniper fire and people trying to close on, in on you. You're having to pick your targets and figure out how to navigate through here. Or sometimes it's you don't necessarily need to be focusing on killing everyone, destroying all the robots. You can instead be focusing on getting to a point that's far away. So kind of trying to figure out what to focus on, how to handle it, and then how to move on to the next thing. Um, even in bosses, there will be patterns just like in these other games where you have to mm -hmm. realize what's the strategy here. What are they trying to get me to do? And like, what is what? Yeah, that's neat. That's really cool. Y yeah, exactly. And a big part of cracking that, a big part of figuring that out is also how you build your mech, which is maybe half of the amount of time you're spending in the game is in the inventory and it's called the assembly screen yeah. uh, where you are looking at all the different parts you've unlocked as you progress through the missions and move through the chapters you have access to now go to the store and buy these different parts uh not only weapons there's there's a massive number of different kinds of weapons there's regular and laser guns swords launchers cannons shields everything else you could think of um, but that's that's just one part of the equation. There's also the head, the torso, the arms and the legs of your mech that you can assemble all together. And some of those will fundamentally change the way that your character moves, like depending on the types of legs that you get. There's some that are just standard bipedal legs. There are some that let you jump and be more agile. There are some there's literally just tank treads in there where you can kind of drift around the screen. And it's you're you're not very aerially mobile, but you can like zoom around the ground pretty quickly, but you can't you don't have as good of a boost. Or there's hmm. there's a, a type of leg set where you can instead like hover and be this mobile artillery platform. And it completely changes the way what you can hold, how much of it you can hold. You have a weight limit. You also have an energy limit, um, which is affected by generators that you can equip that have all these different stats. How much energy can they hold? How much do they recharge? Uh, there are boosters that you can get that affect how fast do you move? How fast do you boost? How fast can you regular fly? There are computer chips that you can install to affect your, your accuracy with different weapons at different ranges. It is granular. It is awesome. detailed. It is crunchy. And I love it. And not everyone does. No, that sounds like right up your alley. But also, like, that sounds really cool. I love a game that lets you kind of customize the way you want to play it. Mm -hmm. um, and then also throws limitations on how you can play it. Not and like what you can do specifically with the character builder, but it's like, yeah, this boss you'll you'll need to kind of tailor your your build to be better in these aspects. So you're gonna want to like think about that and like kind of get people to find their comfort zone and then slowly edge them out of it and then get them back in. Um, yeah, exactly. And that's something that this game does more than a lot of other action games, uh, RPGs, things like that where it really wants you to switch up what you're doing. Um, cool. you, you can't take a, a lot of modern RPGs will say, okay, you're going to progress in this direction. You're going to get these strengths. And then you have this tool set to figure your way out around a problem. And you kind of work to the strengths that you build up. And you don't usually have to change your play style a whole lot. Yeah. You just have to understand the way that you're playing it and, and figure that out. This game, if you try to do that, 
you you're not gonna make it i i didn't i didn't make it i tried to do that it, it's not the way you play this game <laughs> that's, you will come that's up really against weird. a boss yeah it's 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 awful yeah that sounds it actually because like yeah. i know i know so like halo for example of like yeah i got really good at using specifically the uh the magnum pistol the thing that you start with um mm. i never really had to pick up different weapons until i ran out of ammo so like that yeah. was my only limitation was like oh i'm out of ammo and the second i got more ammo i just switched back to the pistol that i i liked and i just keep using it i would use that as yeah. my primary and change out my secondary all the time um but that doesn't really change my experience of like how I play. Even if I get others like Halo Infinite, you get like skills and stuff like that. Mm. And I was still just using the same same weapons. And once I got a new skill that I could like incorporate into that play style, I just kind of stuck with it. Um, but yeah, it, it, it is kind of neat to have a game that's like, hey, see your little box that you put built. That's that's real cute. We're going to pop you right on out of that. Uh, exactly. Yeah, that. That Halo dog do not hunt here. <laughs> that, that does not fly. Um, yeah. I mean, you you can try to do that for a while, and it'll it'll maybe work for a few missions, and then you come up against a but like let's say you have a robot that's really agile and it has a, a couple shotguns or pistols where it's really good at getting in close, doing a little bit of damage, and then getting out again. Um, that's all well and good until you come up on a boss with a like a pulse shield or an energy shield and then suddenly you are useless against it so now you have to go back to the drawing board and go find a weapon that can deal with that shield or sometimes you have a boss that really you can't get in close you have to do these attacks from afar and that means you have to now choose these long distance weapons and so it's sort of a two-part thing where the first thing you have to figure out is what does this boss want me to do or what does this mission want me to do? What what are the obstacles here and what am I having a hard time overcoming? And then once you figure that out, you go to the shop, see what you can afford, see what pieces of equipment will help you deal with that. And then you have to fit together those pieces in a way that both lets you literally go back onto the battlefield. If, you, if you're over the weight requirement or something like that, you can't go back into the game. Um, but also one that works together with all the different parts you want and how, how it all works together with the pieces of equipment that you know you need. So you figure out what you do definitely need and then you figure out what's kind of flexible and you're, you're fitting together all these different pieces and it can get discouraging. But once you get a handle on it, you feel like you're putting together this kick-ass puzzle that once it's finished, you can roll it out onto the battlefield and it'll tear through an enemy in seconds. Um, it's, awesome. it's this really complicated process sometimes, but the end result is so fast and so fun and so just full of firing rockets and laser fire that it's absolutely worth getting through that. It turns you into a little engineer, a little mech engineer, where like exactly. you, your job is to like, yeah, all right, cool. We found a problem. How do we build a better mech to solve that problem? And like that is that I like them incorporating that aspect of because like that's one thing that I never really see talked about in mecha anime or mecha stuff in general is like you see the big <laughs> mech go fight, but someone built that. Someone spent like yes. most of their lifetime working to develop this thing to solve a problem, and then their iterations and like uh, mild changes and stuff like that. Not getting to see the actual process of like, yeah, this is this is my Winry Rock Bell of like, oh yeah, I lighten <laughs> the alloy and like I tighten this screw and like we changed from uh, 
aluminum to titanium because it's more weather resistant or whatever it was whenever he went up north. If you're a, a full metal fan, you I, know what I'm talking about. I love this pool. 100%. Um, but like you getting to see like her thought process on how those prosthesis uh, prosthetics worked um, was insightful for how he used them. And you get to see little things and like, oh, I made a small mistake and now this thing happened or something like that. It's really cool to get to see that. And then also getting that in a video game where you're the one being both sides, you're being Edward and Winry of like, yeah, no, I I go out and I fight the thing. But also I need to go back to the whiteboard and actually sit there and like figure out this puzzle of how do I make this fight the way that I need it to, to get through this wall that I found while yeah. being an enemy or a boss or something like that. Not a physical wall, although I maybe a physical wall. I have no idea. There is genuinely in the first chapter, a physical <laughs> wall that you do. You, you gain the nickname, the wall climber because you have to infiltrate and get to the top of a wall. So you're, you are spot on. <laughs> I love that. That's so good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you've been outside recently, but it's pretty hot. I've been trying to be more active, but to do that in this heat, I need to stay hydrated. That's where liquid IV comes in. Liquid IV hydrates two times faster than water alone, and with three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks, I can replace what I sweat out. I struggle to drink water, but with so many flavors, it's hard to get tired of Liquid IV. My favorite flavors have to be strawberry lemonade and lemon lime. Made with premium ingredients and free of gluten, dairy, and soy, Liquid IV is perfect for the summer heat. I hope you love it as much as I do. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use promo code YSPTG at checkout. Again, that's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using code YSPTG at checkout at liquidiv.com. Uh, I will note also, I'm only about, I think, halfway through chapter three, which okay. to a lot of people is not very far into. I don't remember how many chapters it has, hey. um, especially because chapter two went by pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, so I, I can't speak to how this game moves forward. I've heard things about how you can get to the end of the story of this game and that's all great. And then you start a new game plus and it adds all these new options to you. Like you can choose Ooh. missions that kind of change the the direction of the story. And there's there's other side things that unlock on a second playthrough, things like that. Um, That's really I don't, cool. I don't know about any of that. I'm very bad at this game, so I'm moving through it very <laughs> slowly. I think I have 12 hours into it and I'm only halfway through chapter three. So if that tells you anything. <laughs> hey, um, no judgment. Um, but that is yeah. actually kind of cool as a concept because a lot of FromSoft games, whenever you do a new game plus, it's just you're playing the same game again. Um, yeah. which is not a bad thing. Like I, I love Bloodborne. So if I were to new game plus it, I would just keep playing Bloodborne. A fun little secret. I'm terrible at from soft games. I'm I'm gonna talk about Sekiro. I didn't play that game. I watched my girlfriend play the whole thing, but it was great. She's so good at them. But hey, uh, that's fine. Sometimes someone else can be good at a game and that's enough. 
she played my copy so i should get to talk about it that's how i feel <laughs> yeah exactly you 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 have stake in the experience yeah no i i played like <laughs> probably 30 hours i'm like man i'm awful at this and then she came in and within like three hours was past where i was i'm like all right cool thanks you your gamer gf to beat the game for you basically i was like i really want to watch this i like i like this game i want to see it be played but i'm not good enough to like really play it will you do this and she's like yeah i got you yeah so it was it was a fun experience but i i can't wait to talk about that game because there's a lot of really neat things about it that i i find special uh, they are kind of predecessors to much bigger games i'll put it that way i'm just gonna leave it there and we'll talk about it another time um on another episode of uh, dragon ball z Dragon. Um, I think Ball I've made that joke Z. before on this show. Um, probably. If you if you pull the cord on my back, I have five unique phrases that I spit out at random. Um, oh. But no, there's oh, a- we, could, we could put out a bingo sheet. <laughs> <laughs> Allison mentions a game that is a combination of two different things. James mentions Dark Souls or uses the word <laughs> kinetic, which I I don't think I've used yet this episode. But it, you haven't. It but be, I'm sure it is. Yeah. It wouldn't be a bad word to use. It's it's maybe yeah. not the best, but um, but yeah, there's a there's a whole other conversation to be had about FromSoft games and accessibility and difficulty and things like that. Oh. I don't feel equipped to have that conversation. I'm bad at games, but I power through the ones that I like anyway, and that's yeah. that's enough for me. And I feel like this game is difficult, and a lot of people are put off by that. And because it's a different kind of difficulty than, you know, your more traditional Soulsborne games, mm. um, I've seen people back down from that or give it negative reviews because it wasn't playing the way they wanted it to. They wanted to be able to choose the coolest weapons that they thought would work for them and then just blow through every boss by like their their wit and their will. Yeah. Um, I I would say to anyone who's worried about that, that's not the way to play it but you really can't be afraid to get back into the garage and find what's not working and change it. I, for the longest time I was stuck on a, uh, a, a bipedal mech with a laser sword and a pistol. And that worked for a lot of missions until it very suddenly didn't. And I had to change my whole line of thinking. But once you get over that hill, it's really rewarding to put together a new kit to tackle a challenge whether it be a boss or a, a an escape sequence or or any other number of things the game can throw at you and just be be equipped to tackle it um you're you're absolutely right in your you're talking about a full metal alchemist um <laughs> where where the the learning and the knowing and assembling a plan is half the fun and, and it's half the the interesting part yeah um, so i would say don't don't be worried about that that takes some getting used to but you absolutely can very easily um i've seen other people be wary of having a mission-based structure in fact i've talked to some people who are not really interested in the game because they were like oh well it's not an open world you can't just go explore what what happens when the missions run out how how could it have that much to play don't worry (sighs) about it this game has plenty of content i do not stress about that i promise you it'll be okay very Um, quick hot take not every game needs to be open world oh if this game were open world it would be awful Dude. it's it's very intentional that it's not 
I work in the games industry kind of tangentially, and I talk to a lot of people, uh, just regular real world people about video games uh, as a part of my job. I'm going to kind of stay a little vague there, but um, (laughs) man, the number of people who complain about games because they're not open world has been wild to me of like, yeah, I wanted to play that, but it's it's not an open world. So I just never picked it up. I'm like. Not every game, like you can tell a pointed story easier if it's not open world. So you actually, I feel like you get better stories out of non-open world games. You get more exploration out of open world games, but you, I feel like the stories are typically a little bit more lacking because it it can't be as directed. It can't be as impactful because they don't pace the moments. It's like, yeah, you go wherever you want to mm, tangent. You've you've forgotten that an open world game means content and content means playtime, and I can get more out of my game, even if it's worse. I would rather play a really solid four hour game than a really mediocre open world game. I'm staring daggers at Assassin's Creed right now. (laughs) (laughs) I really hope that the new Assassin's Creed is good. Sorry to date this episode, but man, I I have my fingers crossed for Mirage. I'm not actually expecting it to be good, but I want it to be. I I have high hopes and I know that's a mistake and I've done that every time, but that's that's neither here nor there. One of the good things about this game is that it's not like that. It can be very pointed structured and i think the the process of going through a mission you're gonna fail it's gonna happen this is a FromSoft game and one thing that stays the same is you're gonna <laughs> die over and over and over yeah. and if, if it were just an open world thing it would be a little bit harder to have that structure of failing going back to the workshop putting something new together tackling the challenge again and then getting to the end because you wouldn't necessarily have a, a very well-defined endpoint, or you, you wouldn't have it sectioned off in ways that feel satisfying or conclusive. And the, the story it tries to tell, which I won't get into too much. Um, it, it has a lot to do with these corporations that are fighting for power and the, what the, what the planet exists of the history of it, this, this supernatural resource, why it exists and the 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 planetary government coming in to keep the order and the the rebel faction trying to free the planet all of those forces coming together um is this is, is this avatar it's the blue people? not it's not avatar but it's not not avatar you know <laughs> I mean, it's also just Fern Gully and a bunch of other stuff of like, yeah, exactly. you know, it's corporate greed, bad. It's not a unique, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, what, still, what like, a novel it's, concept it's, that corporations are sometimes evil. Wow, corporations wow. fighting for power? Never, never um, heard of her. <laughs> but like, still, it is. It is. Uh, is seems like a really neat story. Like, I'd still be super down to play it. I, I man, I'm so excited for Cyberpunk. Uh, mm-hmm. DLC, but that's beside the point. Again, yeah, I have yet um, to play Cyberpunk, but that good game. absolutely, I've heard good things. Um, um, really, anyway, yes, I like um, it. But 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 yeah, it's it's not necessarily the most original plot. Like we've said, it's yeah. not the most engaging plot either. But I feel like it really fits the vibe of the game. You don't really see any people. You, there are all these different characters, but you interact with all of them through this message system, this this mission system where you just see icons and names and see little waveforms of the people talking. 
and yet there's so much character in them and the plot is so much more direct than in any other FromSoft game where you're <laughs> experiencing a story. You're not running around finding items that have these odd, ominous descriptions and piecing things together. The story's happening in front of you and you get attached to these characters, but it's not... It's not this really in-depth, important, you know, choose your own adventure kind of thing, although it is to some extent. It's it's more about how that story reflects the setting and how that affects you moving through it. Um, and it it's more of a set dressing thing than it is the focus of the game. I've seen a lot of people really dislike the plot. I don't think that's fair. I, mm. I kind of enjoy it. But yeah, it it's not... It's not treading any new ground, but it's it very much fits the kind of game that this is. Neat. Yeah. Yeah, no, it sounds really cool. I'd, I'd definitely like to check it out and see what it's about, especially from like some of the stuff you've told me. Like, man, I am kind of a nerd for customization and building like machines to fight better machines. Uh, mm-hmm. So like M- actually machines getting to look super cool as well. Yeah. Just real quick. The, all the all the robots look so cool. I was so, looking at a couple so of pictures sexy. and they're, they're real. They're, they're big old mechs. I like a big old they're mech. All, they're pretty neat. They're there. There's big chunky ones. There's small angular ones. There's real sleek ones. They're, oh, they're so there's, there's, uh, just that was one thing I was going to ask game. you when you were like, I was going to be like, what's the scale of the mech? Are you like building sized? Or are you like tiny or like how, like, cause there are like the, the mecha that are like literally the size of like a, a skyscraper. And then there's the ones that's like, yeah, you're like the height of like three people standing on each other's shoulders. Like you're big, but like like a diva style mech is way different than like a Gundam. Um, yeah, exactly. I would say this this is most comparable to like the Gundam size. Like you're okay. not as massive and skyscraper dwarfing as like a Pacific Rim kind of thing. But you are still like as tall as buildings. You are yeah, you're not like that. But you, but you are several floors tall at least. Okay, um, that's still so pretty it's, neat. Like. Yeah, it's still massive robots having these massive engaging battles. And at the end of the day, if there's no other reason to pick up and play this game, you're a cool robot fighting other cool robots with big explosions and lasers and swords. What's was, not to like about that? This is literally all I needed to be told about. Pacific. It's kind of <laughs> you did just bring it up. Pacific Rim. Everyone's like plot medium. But I like the plot. Giant robots and lasers and like all sorts of like cool explosions and like it it's good. Just watch the movie to enjoy the giant robots fighting each other. I'm like, all right. I, I like robots. I like kaijus, so like I'm down. The plot is good. Like the plot is it's not like but it's also not like the most unique or interesting story ever told. And it's like, yeah. It's, it's not, but it has a new perspective, at least. Yeah. I stand by the plot of Pacific Rim. I, I like Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim is really yeah. good. Pacific Rim top 10 movie but i'm also a fan of guillermo del toro and he he helped out on the movie yeah that's that's true um guillermo del toro did not have anything to do i don't think with <laughs> Armored Core 6. you never know i you he know some i weird didn't stuff, research actually. that aspect of it so i could <laughs> i could just be lying but i'm pretty confident there was there was no correlation there but nah, it's it's not. absolutely just you know fast fun very very crunchy very very difficult if you don't know what you're doing game that is absolutely worth picking up and investing just a little bit of time and attention into it once you get over some of the challenges that the game presents you you will have so much fun finding the rhythm and playing through this game Uh, and that's why i think you should play this game 
Hell yeah. It sounds like a good one to pick up. I'm actually way more curious, especially like the fact that I know that this is like a thing that you shouldn't base. It's like judging a book off its cover. But like, Mm. man, I just I really like FromSoft. They make good games. So if I see the name FromSoft attached to a game, I'm way more interested almost immediately. But like everything you've also told me seems like it solves a lot of the things that like make it more difficult for me to get into FromSoft games because like I'm not having a direct plot kind of it it doesn't fully impact me, but it does make it a little bit less accessible, in my opinion, of like I have less investment. Like I have to really like the movement and mechanics to want to get into it. If I'm if I'm not feeling it, then like I'm not invested in it for the plot. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Um, I get you. But having a little bit of that helps helps a little bit with hooking my teeth into um, a game. And then also like, yeah, the movement sounds kind of cool. The like secondary aspect of like mech building sounds really cool. Like I, I like a lot of that. So I, I definitely will try and pick up this game. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. I think this, based on what you're saying, it sounds like it might be the game for you and anyone listening who you know has had that thought as well, where I want to get into this this style of game because I mean, maybe it's judging a book by its cover, but studios can have reputations for putting out quality games with a certain level of uh, expectation to them. And even though this isn't exactly like all those other games, it's very well polished and put together and very intentional and very complex and dark and edgy in the way that most games that come from from software you would expect them to be. Um, yeah. So I would I would absolutely recommend picking this game up to to anyone who's even moderately interested in any part of of that. If any of that sounded interesting at all, I know it's 60 bucks right now. It's a new triple A game. It's it's getting harder and harder to justify that <laughs> price point, but it's absolutely worth it. Uh, I Yes, it is getting harder and harder to justify that price point. But man, I am so shocked that that price has not changed in like literally three decades. It's trying to. I don't appreciate it. Yeah, they're going up to 70 uh, in a lot of cases and then more for like definitive editions and blah, blah, blah. But like still the fact that they've been this like games have been the same price since like the NES. That's wild. Um, uh, With inflation, games have gotten really cheap, actually. (laughs) yeah honestly all things considered that is fair but yeah but that's that's also beside the point um this does sound like a really really good game to pick up i i am very excited to uh to see if i can snag it at some point i might wait for it to go on a sale i might pick it up a little bit later on but like it does sound like a really good time yeah i i would recommend it it, i don't know how soon it's going to go on sale but if you if you want to save some money it's not a bad idea this game will be good whether you play it now or a little bit in the future. Um, yeah. but it's, it's so much fun. Hell yeah. That sounds like a great time. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I, I really love making this show. I love talking with you about games. I, I love how excited we get and I'm, I'm so <laughs> happy to sit down and do this every time we do. I have not stopped thinking about playing this game <laughs> instead of recording this show for 42 minutes and five seconds as of this moment. So I'm going to go do that. But until I get my fill of that and we can find more time to do something else and record another episode, uh, I've been James. I've been Allison. I don't blame you in the slightest. Have a blast. <laughs> absolutely um don't forget to check us out on twitter or x or whatever we're calling it 
uh check at us YSTG out on social media underscore pod yes exactly check us out on the that one social media we don't have the others yet but we'll no, probably get something like that soon yeah we'll get it figured out um leave a I, um you know there's spotify questions where you can answer what you like about the episode apple podcast as well or something yeah follow the podcast do whatever you want it if you liked our thing we'd like to know it that's really yeah. the end of the story um, and we're, we're happy to keep doing this i i love doing this let's <laughs> let's keep Sam. at it hell um, yeah but until then uh we will see you all in the next episode thank you so much for listening yes absolutely bye